Aloha, this is One God Church Online's podcast. I'm Reverend Enoch, and I have your title. Put your house guest away. It's okay now. Put your house guest away. Amen. Hallelujah. We hear this story of a woman who had a pet python. You may have heard this before. The stories have variations to where we have a 13-foot boa constrictor to where we have maybe in most common stories a seven foot regardless the size either seven or 13 feet both sizes are a rather large snake most people are not seven foot tall so the snake would definitely be taller than most of us so that's a that's a big that's a big serpent right there she cared for this snake and loved it up to the point of uh, letting it stay in her room with her. Up to the point of even letting it sleep in the bed with her at night. And as she was going by, she noticed that the snake wasn't eating anymore. And she couldn't figure out why. So she tried to get different foods. She's exhausting herself trying to do stuff. And she can't figure out the why. So the snake is cuddling up to her. And it's, it's like she's like the snake is, it's like the snake is trying to tell me something. He's wrapping around me and and I feel sorry for the snake. I can't do anything to help him to eat or whatever. I don't know what's wrong with him. So at last resort, she takes the snake to the vet. And the vet begins to question her. Okay, where do you keep the snake? And she's like, the snake just goes wherever it likes and then stays in my room. You mean the snake sleeps with you in your room next to you? Like on next to you in your bed? Yeah, yeah, that's right. And, and he cuddles to you and, and maybe wraps around you and stretches himself out beside you. And she said, yeah, yeah. And, and so the snake isn't eating, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Exactly. That's right. I wonder what's wrong with him. There's nothing wrong with the snake. The vet goes on to tell her the snake is preparing to eat you. Yeah. Can you imagine being that woman and hearing that horrifying news that her pet is preparing to eat her. We should pay close attention to who we allow in our lives. And many of us could have a snake lying right next to us. And while that's hard to take, it could be the truth. And Jesus says that the truth will set you free, but His truth, and what can His truth be telling us? I believe that God's truth for you today is but this. An echo through his word and an echo through the times of your calling and your future and your future walk being a follower of Jesus and God being glorified through your life. I believe many of us have heard the wrong story and have the wrong viewpoint on Moses. We, we hear of Moses being a stuttering man and then, you know, he's just got this stick walking around. So a man with a stick, you know, he's just this man with a stick. He's walking around. He's got this staff. God, you know, speaks to him and tells him what to do. And then he's like, okay, the people, he's, God's telling him to, uh, you know, giving him instruction to lead the people. And we hear, we hear this, this echo and many people may not, all they see is this stuttering or see a man with the, you say Moses and you see a guy with a beard with a staff, right? And he just, you know, God, whatever God tells him to do, you know, he, you know, he does it. 
but that's not the whole truth. The whole truth is that, you know, Moses was chose by God because who God says he was and because who God made him to be. And he stepped into the fullness of that. Yes, he may have stuttered. But that is in his whole person. And I believe that it's been painted for many of us that we have a stuttering man who led the Israelites. And, you know, he had, he, he dealt with, you know, he had his own problems through his struggles. He dealt with his own angers and, and things, you know. He disobeyed God a couple times. God said, speak to the rock, and he struck it three times. You know, but it's hard being a follower. It's, it's hard being in service. It's hard doing the things that Moses, is, that Moses did. And many of us may not get it, but Moses' job was difficult. Moses had to take census of all the, the peoples and, and down to what kind of fingernails they had. What, what kind of stuff did they do? And, 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 you know, what were the markings on their body and what color their hair was? What color was their eyes? What were the shapes of their faces? What, you know, their statues, their, what kind of clothes did they wear? What kind of farming uh, things did they have? What size of tent? What size of family? And, and everything, all the details about all these people, just thousands and thousands of people military standards this and that all this stuff you know the the rituals that they would have to go through the the ritual washings this how many people were circumcised this all this stuff all these different things that Moses had to take census of not to mention that Moses wrote the first five books of the bible whoa do you realize how big this is? That that Moses' job was huge. And God used him. Moses is the only one to speak to God face to face. No, Moses just wasn't a normal everyday guy. And then many of us say, well, you know, Moses was human. And, and, and God works through humans. And God can work, work through you too. And while that's true... But you're not normal either. Nor was Moses. Moses was chose by God. God spoke to him. Can you imagine? Can you imagine speaking to God face to face? Can you imagine having that kind of relationship? God speaking to you and leading you and you're going through these things. You're going through ministry. Listen to me. I believe God wants you to understand that. That Moses' job was very, very difficult. There was stress that we can't even begin to fathom. Moses' job was difficult in ministry. Moses wasn't just a farmer or an entrepreneur who had his own business and, and things were tough. And, you know, he, he built all these buildings. He built this franchise. He built this empire. And he just did all this hard work. And it was very hard. It was very difficult. He got his two people when he first started off. And then he got his ten people. Those ten people got their ten. They got their two. They got their ten. They got their two. And, oh, my gosh, here you are. You're, you've made money. You're a millionaire, a billionaire, a CEO, founder, that 135-pounder that you wanted to be. But Moses' job was difficult. Just taking a census of all the people, how, I mean, many of us can't even keep up with, you know, 
ourselves, much less do a census of all these thousands and thousands of people all over the place, not just in one area, all over the place, traveling, you know, you know, preparing for provisions because he wouldn't be by himself and leading the people throughout this whole thing. Are you kidding me? Wow, what a hard job that was. Moses was a real deal Holyfield leader. Moses was the real deal. Moses was the real deal. And that's the point. And God wants you to be the real deal too. But God wants you to understand something that that's what this whole thing's about is that your job like Moses's job is not going to be easy. It's going to be difficult. There's a lot to it. But if you listen to God as he leads you, as you get immersed into his word, as you pray, as you follow the instructions that have been there from time and time again, let them echo into your life. As you breathe in, let you breathe in greatness and as you exhale, let it prosper everyone around you. As you really get immersed into walking, as you follow Jesus. Doors are going to open up for you. And it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. It's going to be harder than telling yourself no, which is things that you have to keep up with already. You know that. And this isn't anything you can't handle. In fact, you're probably excited about it because you like the challenge. You really know who you are when you start getting excited about stuff like that. When you hear about hard times coming and you get excited. Why would you get excited? That's kind of weird, don't you think? No. It's a sign that you really do know it. And you really can handle it. Because it's difficult to fight emotion. I mean, it's, it's, you know, false emotions come and you could be like, I, you know, I could, you know, false, false feelings, false, you know, you can get those and you can brush those off. But real feelings, real, real things that attach to us like that, getting excited about facing things, getting excited about seven years of tribulation. Why would you get excited about that? Because God prepared you for it. Even though many of us could say that we are not prepared for that, and we could probably be honest with that and say, but to know that just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, it's not that God rescues us from those things, just like Daniel and the lion's den. But it that is that he's there with us in that fire. He's with us in that lion's den. I mean, how else did the lion's mouth get shut by an angel if God hadn't came into the den? And the doors that are opening for you, no man could ever open. 
with more theological degrees than a thermometer. I know some of the things we get tired of hearing. But this is going to be difficult. And this is just, these are things that you can already understand. You, you already kind of know that it's not going to be easy. Because why? Well, because life hasn't been easy. In fact, if you really looked around, you're pretty prepared for these things. Although there are some bumps in the road and uh, they won't only be goosebumps. There'll be some challenges and that's what's wonderful about it is that, you know, every day can be an adventure of, of moving forward. And, and you don't have to worry about, did I challenge myself today? Because you'll be challenged every day. Maybe not every single day, but there'll be challenges. There'll be challenges. Week after week, month after month, year after year, maybe day by day. I don't know. Wherever God sees fit. God is the say-all. Just keep hands and feet inside the ride at all times. You know, use your front sight focus. Just, just stay focused on God and you know these things. And then let God lead you. And following the rules, though, I, 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 I get it. Many of us already know this, but it's always good when somebody just reminds us to put all the ducks in a row. We've got to continually just follow the rules of this. Loving God. Loving God. Trusting God and relying on God. That's what saved Daniel through the lion's den. That's what got Moses through all of his squabbles. He trusted and he relied on God. And then he relayed that to the people. What do you think God's going to have you do? All this time, God has been working on you. It's been, there's been hard times, there's been good times, probably more hard times than there's been good times. You're probably due a vacation even if you got back one from one. And you haven't even started this journey. Even if small doors have opened, I think a good way to look at it is uh, a pet door so that you can be humbled in what's going on. A pet door had opened up before. And that's how you should look at it. It's hard crawling through a pet door as a human. You know, it was designed for a, a quite smaller creature. We're not talking about a pet door for a Rottweiler or, you know, a Great Dane or something, you know, or a, yeah, I'm talking about a pet door for a 30 pound dog. It's been tough. We've crawled through that door and we've got stuck in it at different times. We've got cuts and scratches from it. We went back and forth. We quit. We've 
we've repaired it it's been broken we've got stuck in there it's gone on and on and it's time and it's 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 allowed things to come in the house that shouldn't the pet door i think that's a good example and and if we could just humble ourselves and understand that god had something to say right there and and don't take that lightly i believe yeah so good so sift it through god's word right sift it through god's word amen praise god so that that's that's what we we want to get at and 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 take take into account as as we move forward through this is that 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 understand that God is opening doors that no one can open we hear these things God is opening doors that no man can open he's shutting doors that no man can shut and all this stuff that's right that's right just like Noah God is the one that closed that door okay yeah i'm pretty sure you understand that now See because God isn't uh, a god of confusion. He knows exactly what he's trying to relate to you, relate to you right now through that. So trusting, relying on God. Trusting in him. Fully relying on him and seeking him. you to do and then truly fast and pray habitually fast and pray and instead of habitually going back to those same sins habitually fast and pray instead of habitually acting out of anger or lust or or coveting someone's things fast and pray all those things that that we fall prey to the enemy will use to get a foothold in our life to try to tear tear down this ministry to try to hinder you from from moving forward there's going to be hiccups there's going to be things you get your whole body in check you know the word you know the word and you needed this you, you truly did need this you needed this this little outline here is just a simple Moses was not an everyday Joe Huya Moses was chosen by God Moses's name was important Moses talked to God face to face You are very important to God God chose you God chose you He consecrated you to himself He set you apart and had this for you And he's opening the door. He's opening the door. You're going to have to trust and rely on him and fully just be committed. You have to be all in. You can't be multitasking. Multitask will get you killed in the field and multitask will get you killed in ministry. Okay, I get it. You can multitask in, in some ways that might make sense, but I'm just saying isn't it a, a lot safer Uh, you know to just focus on whatever the project is whatever god's trying to have you to do and that's it you're like wait i have family i have this and that no i get it see that's the multitasking that might be understood 
okay, well, you have to, you know, maybe do this. You know, you have to prepare dinner, or you have to go to the grocery store. You have to, you have to do something, you know, like that. But you have to be all in, fully committed to, to listening and tuning in to God's voice. As he speaks to you, because you know what, you'll know it when you see it. And so, just like he told Abram, you know, you're going to leave this place. You're going to leave your. You're going to leave all these ways. You're going to leave all these things and doing. You're going to leave the factory. You're going to leave the the General Motors type of thing. Toyota or Honda or whatever it is. You're going to do this for God. You're going to manage something for God, like Moses did. That's exactly what this means. So don't take it lightly. Moses was into management, leadership, upon the highest level. Moses was the leader. Yeah, big time. He was the main honcho in charge underneath God, and that's that's paramount in what you're about to do, because you have all that responsibility on you, God, and you and you got to keep you. It's probably good. Okay, so 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 there's that. Fast and pray and do that, and then get an accountability crew. After after God is building this around you, and you're listening to His voice, you're you're following His instructions. You're you're fasting, you're praying, you're you're trusting and relying on Him. You know, you're following through that. You're telling yourself no. You're doing all those things, and and you're habitually praying, habitually seeking Him, habitually reading and studying His Word. You're reading it. Know to get fed, and then you're studying it to get fed, and to hear, and, and that echo that will rumble inside you. And then God will start showing you things around Him. Take yourself out of the picture, and put God on the forefront, and watch God redeem Himself in each and every aspect of your life. And things can get easier, although you can be in complete chaos, and you'll think it's a cakewalk. That's because God will be in control. Take yourself out of the picture, just just get behind the scene, and let God do His work through you. It's not lazy. There's a lot that you're going to have to do, and I pray that you take this in because it's about you. And wait, I, I, okay, th- don't get me hold on. Humble, humble with that. I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to say it. Forgive me for saying that. No, no, it's not about you actually at all. Even the story about Moses, even though Moses wrote the five books, is not about him. God did that. God did that through Moses to glorify Himself through Moses to show how of an awesome God He is, to show how loving He is, to re- to 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 sit there and lift somebody up. Yeah, look at his story, how he was. They they were going to kill him. His very life was sought out. Puts him in a basket in a crocodile river with snakes and all kinds of stuff in there. A baby. The creatures can feel the vibration of the, of the child in the in the basket. They didn't. They didn't overtake it. They could have. Hungry creatures. 
the Nile. Like, like in the Nile. Yeah. And so, take it to heart that this will be not an easy task. And just to go all in, just go all in and let God be God. And let God be glorified through your life, in your life, around your life. And I just pray that the Holy Spirit will come and, and instruct you and, and put a covering over you. You already have an anointing that is just pouring on you moment by moment. If you were to go look yourself in the mirror, if you ever do that, for the love of God, if you just go and do that and see that sparkle in your eye, you have your Father's eyes. You have the Holy Spirit. You ever notice when you sin, you know, you get into the sin, you just feel so horrible. You're like, I can't believe I did that again. That's awesome. That means you have the Spirit in you. It's totally awesome. So I pray that you take this and you don't take it lightly that if you look at all of the people that God used, God made them great. But they weren't just average Joes. They, they were human beings and you can do it too. That's true. That story, that story is true. That, that story is true as we take it into our lives today. You know what? They were just a human being. Elijah called fire down from heaven and you're no different than him. Moses led the people, but you're no different than him except for what? Maybe that's not your calling because Moses' job was very hard. But you see, that's not the message today. I was just getting, getting an example of how we hear the messages of Elijah called fire down from heaven. So can you, you know. But that's not the message. The message is, is like you need to understand this thing about Moses because your job is going to be just as difficult as that. And that is the whole message about this whole thing. I may have wasted your time about, but I didn't. God loves you. God chose you. Your job is going to be difficult. Get prepared for it. Get on point. Get ready. Study. Gear up. Put on the full armor of God. Get all in because it's not a joke. It's happening. And you're going to be the leader. God is going to lead the lead whatever it is. The people. The people. The church. The organization. The outreach. Whatever it is. Even if you're just feeding the homeless and you think it's a light thing, it's not. God would be building an army. Whatever it is, it's not no little hooty duty thing. It's serious. God's going to use you and he's going to bless you. I praise God for you. And I want to pray with you right now. I pray right now. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Father God, I pray that you put a special hedge of protection around this person that's listening in this message that put value to this and said, well, this sounds like what I've been going through or what I felt, Father God. I pray that you just put this on their heart and that you continue to anoint them. Let them see the sparkle in the eye. Father God, help them and, and, and teach them. Give them wisdom and understanding, Father God. Give them clear judgment to make good choices, Father God, that affect people's lives and their the teams that they will build or whatever it is that, that you have them to lead as they go into this leadership, as they go into this, Father God, of handling such a multitude of things. 
Father God, that they don't get caught up in multitasking. That, Father God, they can do everything in the order that you would have them to do, that they don't get overwhelmed and they don't get blown out. Put a covering over them. Give them a zeal that each step they get stronger and stronger and stronger. And the anointing just keeps on coming. Put a hedge of protection around their finances, around their their personal property, Father God, or whatever it is that they need to move forward. Let no hindrances. Put a put a hold, put a stop. Put a, Father God, put a stop on the enemy's plans. Anything that would hinder this person from stepping into their purpose, Father God, as you open this door in their life, in their destiny that you've called them for. Give them finance, provision, Father God. Give them clean water to drink on their table, clean water, food on their table, clean clothes, Father God. Give them accountability team. Allow those people to come in their life where they can have an accountability team. Help them to to embrace humbleness as they rise through the ranks, and you bless them even further and further, and prosper them even further and further. Help them to go right back to the humbleness as they go higher and higher, Father God, and let you be glorified through their life, each step that they take. Open, Father God, and unlock their gifts and talents so that they can. So that you could prosper in them, in each and every outreach that they go to, each and every seminar that they uh, conduct or or go to, or or whatever it is, the concerts that they put on, whatever it may be, Father God, that you lead them and guide them and light them, Father God, with your special anointing, Father God, your service. Protect them and the people that will be with them. Feed them with your word, Father God. Give them a hunger that they will never, they will never be satisfied. Give them a hunger for your word that that spiritual stomach will always be growling, even for dessert, even for dessert. Deliver them from themselves, Father God, and the enemy. Forgive them for anything that could be held against them in the courts of heaven by Satan or any of his evil latching cohorts. Set them free. Absolve and acquit them, and set them free. Redeem them in their timeline, and open those doors that need to be opened. Shut those that need to be shut. Open their eyes that they could see clearly, their ears that they could hear clearly, crystal clear. That there's clarity in the visions. They see visions. That they write the ideas down. They start writing the plans down. You just feed them and overflow their cup, Father God. Let there be rows and rows of knowledge just blasting them as they get filled and filled, and they're writing and they're writing and they're they're building plans, Father God. Just overflow them because they can handle it, Lord. Because you prepared them for it, in Jesus' mighty name we pray. If there's any theological error to this message, Father God, we pray that you make it straight. If there's any infirmities or or 
any trailing demonic activity that you cut it off in Jesus' name. Anything. Anyone that would come into this person's presence, Father God, whether they be sick or have any kind of demonic attachment to them at all, Father God, that you would heal them, set them free. Break the chains of bondage. If an alcoholic walks around them, they'd be healed right away, Father God. That they get sick to their stomach every time they want to come around the alcohol. If a person addicted to nicotine around them comes around them, Father God, your your anointing would be so strong that they would want to quit smoking. They would get sick every time they smelled a cigarette from now on. Anyone that would be addicted to drugs, and it would just it would just shoot back out their veins. Their body would reject it. They would get sick every time they would go around it in Jesus' name. Anybody who had a porn addiction, Father God, anybody who had a lust addiction, that it would make them feel so uncomfortable, so sick in their mind that they wouldn't want to go around it anymore in Jesus' name. As they come around this individual that's listening, Father God, let your anointing be that strong on them. Let it blanket and cover them. I see it as a as a blanket just comes over them, whatever it may be. Your your covering, Father God. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. We pray that the Holy Spirit would intercede. That if there's anything left out that needs to be told, that the Holy Spirit would or needs to be prayed, that the Holy Spirit would intercede and pray and come through and instruct. If there's any mourning that needs to happen. The Holy Spirit would come, the Comforter, and come through and comfort this person. Whatever needs to be fulfilled, whatever it needs to needs to be finished, Father God, that that they burn the oxen, that they get prepared, just like Elijah. In Jesus' name, Father God, give them that and give them that courage as they walk, continually stepping, Father God, not just taking a step. Continually leaping, not just taking a leap, and guide them, and comfort them, and protect them. In Jesus' name. In nomine Padre, Filii, Spiritus Santos, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, both now and ever, unto ages of ages. May you walk into this dark world, carrying the light of the gospel, forevermore.